1: Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrowcom ACAST.
2: Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: Two by-elections are about to take place that will tell us a lot about the immediate future of the government and the opposition. So we're on the road again. Our first stop is in the West Country, in the formerly ultra-safe Tory seat of Tiverton and Honiton.
4: I've, I've been a lifelong conservative so Tell of me spoiler. why you've lost faith. They're, they're just liars, mate. You know, they, they, they treat the general public with disdain.
3: A lot of people here are angry, not least about Boris Johnson, and the Lib Dems think they might just pull off one of the biggest upsets in electoral history. In Yorkshire... Keir Starmer and his party are in the midst of a massive push to retake Wakefield, which the Tories took off them in 2019.
2: It's been Labour for lots of years before then, so we'll have Labour back.
3: What we quickly discover in both places is that things aren't nearly as simple as they might seem. I'm John Harris, and you're listening to Politics Weekly UK for The Guardian. I'm back on the road again with this podcast producer, Maz, in the very large constituency of Tiverton and Honiton, more specifically Tiverton itself, where Neil Parish resigned his seat after watching pornography on his phone in the House of Commons chamber. That's where I live, but it doesn't look dissimilar. Still, <laughs> lots of union. A solid West Country market town. Probably had a cattle market. Might still have one. You know, everyone comes in from the surrounding villages to meet each other and do their shopping and there's a, you know quite a sort of civic sense here, isn't it? This is a bit of power and influence, locally. But it's got a very big church.
5: Union Jacks still out.
3: We may be in middle England. <laughs> Only it's not quite so middle. As ever, some trendy. of the story unfolds as we chew it over in the car. Genuinely
5: want to know what the policies are going to be swing a conservative to
3: a Lib Dem. Oh, I don't think that's about policy. What is it? I don't think you'll hear people saying with their newly introduced windfall tax, <laughs> I think the Tories are newly on the side of working people like me.
5: No, but what they will nobody,
3: say Nobody Nobody does that.
5: I bet you we're gonna meet a lot of people who say Boris Johnson made a mistake, let's just get on with XYZ. It's
3: your people, Maz. <laughs>
5: No, I just I I'm surprised at that, but I just think that that's what They're people do. They're around. Think. We have the encountered
3: them recently, at so.:
5: Okay. What about the market?
0: Where is
3: Here. The first location is Tiverton's yeah. town yeah. centre, and immediately we meet a somewhat shy Tory. She asks where we're from, and I we can tell she's so. a bit reluctant to hey, answer our question. Uh, are you in the part of, of Devon where there's a by-election next Thursday?
6: We are, yes.
3: Are you going to vote next Thursday? Probably. Do you know who you're going to vote for?
6: Probably. I'm not going to tell you. You're not? <laughs> no. Are Why? you
3: changing your vote or, compared to how I'm you voted last time? considering.
5: What's life like at the moment in Tibetan?
6: Like all these other um, towns around, you know, there's a lot of things that are closed. But no, I mean, it's always a bit sad, isn't it? But it's everywhere. The whole country's like this, isn't it?
3: What did it used to be like? Pretty good. <laughs> thriving. Eva. I'm not
6: going to ask any more questions. You, let
3: me ask you one more question. So you might change the way you vote.
6: I don't think I will, but I might. Right. I still haven't decided, really.
3: What's your opinion of the of how the government's doing at the moment?
6: I think uh, Boris needs a second chance. To be honest. Yes, I think what what he did was completely wrong. But I'm in two minds because I think he he's had a really really tough
5: time. The second chance is is because you feel that like he's got more to give. Yes. In, in, in what way?
6: I think, I think he's a pretty bright cookie, actually, and uh, I think he's been a, had a rough time with, with COVID and uh, Brexit, and I think he actually could get it, get his hands on this.
3: Very good. Lovely to meet Thank you.
5: Thank you very you. much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I hope some up. better answers from no, somebody. No, it's <laughs> interesting. I don't know. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. So straight off, Maz, you must be feeling. We found your people already.
5: I, I said that we'd be surprised, the wouldn't we? The overlooked
3: tribe of Boris excuses.
5: Boris second chances, I
3: That's think it is. Care work is one of the biggest sources of employment in Tibetan. And we really hit the jackpot when we meet the care workers, Gary and Diane. Can I ask you a very quick question? What's it about? What do you think it's about? Can you I guess? I have no idea. There's right? a by-election here next Thursday. All right, Lib Dems
4: totally lost faith in the Tory party Go on, what? Did like, you vote Conservative last time? I've, I've been a lifelong Conservative Tell me sport. why you've lost faith they're, they're just liars mate You know, they they, they treat um, the general public with disdain Did you sort of have a bit of
3: faith and trust in Boris Johnson to start with? I,
4: I did through the the um, Brexit sort of, you know, events um, He seemed very passionate about everything he's done since then Since he's been in power, no totally lost faith in the
3: guy what, what are the things that stick out that have no, really just, sort of changed
4: him? The, the way that they we've had laws and rules imposed upon us and they just they've laughed at us haven't they you wow. know basically i mean we both work in care so we've been Working you know quite it all, affected by it in our private lives yeah. and work we're still following rules set down by the government yeah you know that, that restrict us and restrict people that we work with and restrict residents
3: have you ever voted Liberal democrat before no but well, you've always voted Conservative? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I
4: can't go Labour I'm afraid. That's too much of a swing for me.
5: What would it take for you to swing back? You can say you vote Lib Dem but then
3: win vote Tory what, again. What, what would the yeah, if it's,
4: is again. it is it a, a, a complete change of their line-up at the moment that's in parliament. All of it. Yeah. You need I think they, they become, they're so detached from reality. The fact that, you know, he can stand there and blatantly lie about things and it's not even it's not even the lies, it's the fact he's treating the whole population like a bunch of idiots that can't see he's lying. He's Teflon-coated, the guy, Like, you
3: know? Well, he may well find out. Maybe Timiton will take a bit of the Teflon off. Well, yeah. it will. I
4: think the whole of the South West will, like, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I feel a bit wrong. I live in the South West. You know. I live in Somerset.
3: Lovely to meet you. Oh, all right, thank guys. you so much. Thank you.
7: Tony
5: and great. Amazing. Well, it's one all. Huh? One all. Yeah. I mean... God, that's
3: quite a thing, isn't it? <laughs> Usual you... caveats. Non-scientific. <laughs> it's not a representative sample. He's furious. Yeah. And he's very Tory and... all his life. As we've said all along, you know, we've been, I mean, God knows we've been talking about this on the podcast for months, haven't we? Most political scandals are quite complicated. They take a bit of explaining. This one's very vivid, you know. We told you to live like this for two years in this almost impossible way, and you did it. And we had no intention of following our own rules. People are bound to be furious. Right, it's going yeah, well. Yeah. Are you Sarah? Because we're journalists. We work for The Guardian. Yeah. bless you. You're right. It's (laughs) a hard life. Do you know what I mean? Got to feed my kids somehow.
8: bless you. Someone's
3: got to do it. Totally. Uh, Well, no, we we found you on Facebook. Did you? Yes. How long has your business been here? I've been here 10 years
8: owning this business. Okay.
3: Okay. Can we talk to you for a minute? Yeah, you can. How's Tiverton doing?
8: Depends where you are, actually. Uh, Down in Westex, which is where we are at the moment, we're doing okay. We've, We've... we're holding our head above water.
3: How do you feel about the by-election next week?
8: Ha-ha. <laughs> Where do you want me to begin? Go on, anywhere. Well, I was a Conservative. I'm no longer a Conservative at all. No. When, did it, when did it stop? When did it stop? I think probably Theresa May, actually. Yeah. And it slowly got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And I think also what doesn't help is that none of them have actually done a day's work in their lives. That really galls me. Boris Johnson's been a newspaper
3: columnist. Oh graph. wow! But our he's graph. not
8: been um, behind a counter, and he's not listened to Audrey, who's got some terrible disease on her foot. He's not going to work in Heathcoats on the shop floor. He, you know, the man's deluded. Sorry, he's deluded. So yeah. But you said you,
3: your sort of um, affinity or support for the Conservative Party started to slide when Theresa May well, was she around. Was a
8: as well, wasn't she? So when,
3: did you, when was the last time you were any of your family voted Conservative? Huh. Yeah,
8: when I got this actually, because you, you see a different life. Wow. When you start working for yourself and you see what's going on, you realise what's going on. And what's going on? Not a lot really. They don't work for the common man. None of them do. I am one of those people that when he was having a party, I couldn't say goodbye to my mother. Who was dying in the hospice, okay? I had to lean through a window, and if it wasn't for the fantastic people of hospice yeah, care, I would not have seen her. But I couldn't hold her hand. I couldn't tell her I loved her. So I'm angry about that. Really angry about that. And he thinks it'll all go away. Well, it doesn't all go away, does it? it that's hurtful because we all abided by the rule and the regulation.
5: And if Boris goes, will I you will re- applaud? I another... What's
8: your there biggest you selling cake? Uh, the best one that everybody likes is the old English match.
3: While we're chatting to Sarah and deciding which cake to buy, something remarkable happens. Well, I
0: vote Conservative and I still vote Conservative. Wow. I'll never give up voting Conservative. Really? Because I wouldn't give my vote to Liberal Democrats because I think they're a waste of space. And Labour are just a waste of... But no I, point in voting about for about his
3: parties and the and the no, the just, idea that he's told lies and all that. Yeah. How do you feel about I know that?
0: All that? I feel he they shouldn't have done it. It wasn't just him. He didn't go to all these parties. He's only been found guilty for a couple. And there's hundreds and thousands of people in this country that did exactly the same. Did you? No. Even because I? I was neither did I. Because I'm I'm they not. They a I. But There is still hundreds and thousands of people in this country that did.
3: Okay, and and then if you can leave that aside, the the question of the sort of job the government's doing for the country and where we're all going, how do you feel about that at the minute?
0: Well, Labour wouldn't have done no different than he did through this COVID. I think Rishi did fantastic for the people with looking after them with their money and they're still trying to do it now.
3: That's it. There's the two sides. There's the two sides. So that's what this election's all about, is whether your side wins or, or your side Only wins. One
0: and the other one, they're all a load of crap, so
3: don't worry. About it. Here, here that. Right, good. And a bit of consensus at the end. A little bit of agreement. Uh, is this working? Yes. Fifteen minutes' drive from Tibberton is Cullompton. We're driving there to meet dairy farmer Jonathan Gibbons. Are we still en route to this farm? all right,
5: no, it's fine. We've still got time. We're just following
3: this. Farming is and a very they're, important they're industry they're in these to. parts, and the former Tory MP Neil Parris was well-liked because of his support for local farmers. But they're now facing serious problems.
9: We're in an agricultural part of the world here, really, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah. And, um, and not just agriculture, you'll see just how green everywhere is. It's dairy and livestock, really, predominantly.
3: Jonathan has 450 cows... He's an organic farmer who serves big companies like Muller Yogurt. Just in case you're wondering why we don't hear many moo's, he tells us it's because the cows here are content and they don't tend to moo.
9: So these are starting from uh, newborn, just in that pen there, and then these are be 12 weeks old up there, Yeah. And how's trade at the minute? What's farming like? So, so it's been a, a very difficult year. We've had, had it huge increases in costs, as, as most of the country has, but it's, I guess it starts with fuel. Um, everything we buy in has gone up, so all the, any food for the cows, if we have to buy in it, has gone up. I'm sure you remember the haulage crisis. That's when everything really pushed up, because the ho- co- there's so much haulage involved in the food chain, and it just put everything up. And what about Brexit yeah that's had a, a huge impact on us sure. yeah. yeah
5: but you didn't you didn't vote for brexit i didn't
9: vote for brexit and there was certainly food production was not given a second thought following brexit in particular with things like l- the labor shortage it's so exactly what we're talking about the transport that's called caused unnecessary i think inflation yeah they very much have mislabeled and misunderstood farm work and it's caused a lot of a lot of problems and what does that mean for you we're, we're, personally on the farm, very lucky. We have excellent staff. We're okay. I know, I know other farmers around here have stopped because of lack of good labour. and well, they just stopped yeah, farming. Yeah, absolutely. Sold the cows. Stopped. We recorded with Jonathan before the government's food
3: strategy was published, but we got the sense he felt his voice hadn't been listened to up to that point. How so are you going to vote next week?
9: Um, I would say not Conservative at the moment.
3: And have you voted Conservative in the past? I have, yeah,
9: because... I've always felt they probably used to be the party you think understood food production better and would perhaps have it more in the forethought. But I think I, I'd probably put them number three out of the main parties now. who's so number one? i say both Lib Dems and Labour, from what I've seen, have been making the right noises. They understand about, we don't want to produce abroad, we need to produce here. So I'd probably vote Lib Dem. But I, I, at the moment, if there's a choice of who's in government, I probably would choose Keir Starmer, I think. What? ahead of boris yeah
3: farmers for starmer yeah
5: (laughs) (laughs) you know from what you're saying it feels like you've been ignored or left behind or there's a certain attitude towards farming that's not been very kind of nice really but you seem quite calm about it you don't seem particularly annoyed
9: i think that's just my exterior (laughs) underneath i'm angry
5: because it is quite serious it is
9: serious and it is um i think it's the the arrogance that comes over from the government towards farming farming is very hard it's hard work you know We've got, we're up at three in the morning and quite often till late at night and um you do feel undervalued and misunderstood i think you just want a government that sort of listens and perhaps does, isn't, doesn't you don't feel it's against you not even supported that's felt there against us and against domestic food production
3: No-one's very happy in Britain at the moment, are they? <laughs> this is not... We were encouraged to believe, weren't we, in the far distant days of 2019, when Boris Johnson won that election. I suppose the idea was that politics would sort of recede and go quiet because Brexit would be done. And then this sort of jovial, jokey, sun-king man would lift the nation's mood. And that's just not happened. Because yeah. Brexit... the the. You know, the various downsides of that are steadily revealing themselves. We've just been through and arguably are still in the pandemic. And there's all this other stuff kicking around. Everyone feels as if they're not being listened to yeah. somehow. But it's fascinating. God, it wasn't. I, I'm old enough to remember the 1990s when we were encouraged to believe that most things had been sorted out and everyone was content. We're not there anymore. <laughs>
5: It wouldn't be a podcast if we
3: didn't mention the nineties. Got to mention the (laughs) nineties. Goodbye, far off forgotten (laughs) nineties. Why does that come up a lot? Yeah, that's my my
5: error.
3: So we're now a fair drive from Tiverton on the Devon coast in Beer, BWR. Uh, which shows you the sheer size of this constituency. It's huge. This feels like a very strange place to talk about politics. <laughs> it's full of people on a holiday and day trip of... It's a glorious day. With the distant cawing of seagulls and the sea rolling in on the beach. But there'll be a polling station here on the 23rd and people will be out to vote. So, Richard, you're the Liberal Democrat candidate... In this election. Just tell me, first of all, why you brought us to beer. This is the most idyllic place I've ever done any political reporting.
10: Well, you're absolutely right, John. (laughs) It's it's a beautiful place, Beer, um, and pretty reflective of this beautiful area, this beautiful part of Devon. You know, this is an enormous county. It's the size of London, the M25, as a county. So it's um, a shocking uh, lack of social housing, just like there is a sort of a, a, a real paucity of provision in all sorts of areas i'll give you some some other stats i mean we have the longest ambulance waiting times in the country and we have the slowest broadband in Tiverton and Honiton
3: in england wow and if people are moving from being tory voters to vote in liberal democrat at least at this election what's driving it why am i standing here talking to you because ordinarily this would be a slam dunk for the tories well, these aren't ordinary times, are they? There are a lot
10: of of very um, unhappy Conservative voters and supporters who who feel really disenchanted by the behaviour of, of Boris Johnson as Prime
3: Minister. I've only been to the Dorset part of this coast. Okay, Bridport is as far as I've got down right. this coast. Okay. If you're wondering whether we're going to talk to the Conservatives, uh, the answer is no. We asked them, and they didn't get back to us. He's quite a clever candidate for the Lib Dem to pick for this by-election because he's he's ex-forces and sort of has this. He's obviously got pains to project this sort of um, stand-up image of integrity and public service. That was what it felt like talking to him. Clean-cut, very clean-cut, and also if you're going to pull an upset by you know really getting behind the Tory lines. You don't want a sandal-wearing Liberal with a beard, do you? You want someone who looks like a Tory but has actually a lived and that's what he is, right? That's all part of it. Make it easy for people.
10: All right, let's try and find out.
3: He's done quite well in life, it seems. <laughs> so I'll just describe the scene here. Richard Ford, the Liberal Democrat candidate, is striding in the direction of a very big white house.
5: I mean, big doesn't quite cover it. I would
3: say that's probably got at least eight or nine bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> you feel good about yourself if you lived in a house like this, wouldn't you?
5: It's a very pretty white...
3: Very quickly, we start to see that in an area which is clearly affluent, full of big houses with manicured gardens, a lot of people are surprisingly disaffected with Boris Johnson and his government. Sorry to intrude, we work for The Guardian, we're making a podcast, an audio programme just about the by-election. Okay. We're following Richard here around just this afternoon yes. in Seton. Okay. So you're voting for him? I am, yes. And have you voted Liberal Democrat in the past? Not recently, no. Well, have yeah. you voted Conservative in the past? In the past, yes. And what, what's convinced you to vote for him this time? Well, as I said
4: to him, the first thing was he's not Conservative.
3: <laughs> but you live in this lovely sort of Le Corbusier modernist house here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, outwardly, you've probably done fairly well. People would expect perhaps someone like you to vote Conservative?
4: Perhaps so, yes, but I, I don't think they've done a very good job. They've been in charge for a number of years now and we're in a bit of a mess and they keep saying we're going to make things better. Well, they've had plenty of time, so I think it's about time somebody else has to go.
3: Tell me about the mess as you see it.
4: The mess as I see it is the uh, number, the fact we haven't got enough nurses, we haven't got enough doctors, we haven't got enough teachers, We haven't got. they haven't done any recruitment, they haven't done any forward thinking at all. All this people interested in is the next year. Can we get back into power? And in he's in his somewhere with a little bit long-term plans. OK.
3: OK. okay. No. Anyway, hats off. I wish I had in done that. <laughs> OK, thank you. Thanks again. Okay.
9: Okay. You.
3: You. The Lib Dems are at pains to tell us that they haven't set any of this up. Say
9: hello. i have got my vote. Oh, <laughs> good God, the stuff I've been getting through the door from the other, <laughs> from the other parties, for the Four Britain party. Oh, yeah. Have you seen good. some of it?
3: Just about every person we meet says they're voting for Richard Ford. And you can safely say you've got my vote. Right, oh, right, well, we just, so you're a come, former, you're a former police officer. Yes. And you live here now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now this is just to make this clear. not that this was a plant. They were certainly the people coming to and fro along this road. Right, they were oh, all right, totally right, right, random. Completely. You've um, had a clean sweep so far. I mean, uh,
10: <laughs> I, I, I will say this is not reflective of a, of a, of a normal. We're showing you a particularly. Good good run of uh, supporters here, and and it it absolutely is is not intended. But I mean, just I think to to sort of um, try to bring some sense of uh, of expectation management. Yeah, like Davey's been doing that lately. Still a challenge and all that. I I mean, I'm going to go further possibly than than, than Ed because um, I've looked this up, and uh, there has not been a by-election swing as great as would be required here for us to, be, to defeat the Conservatives. So Whatever. Um, the, the, the biggest majority ever overturned was, was Liverpool Wavertree in 1935, and that was just shy of 24,000. We need a swing of greater than 24,000 here in Tiverton and Honiton to defeat the Conservatives. Right, OK. So, uh, yeah, we, we are not taking anything for granted, as you can well imagine. We are working damned hard for every single vote. You are.
5: Can I ask a question? Um... Does it bother you at all that it feels a bit like it's a you're a protest vote, not a genuine we want the Lib Dems vote? It feels a bit like that. I
10: I, I, I don't um, wholly get that sense because I think what we've done is stood on a very uh, positive perspective of our own. Like the, the the things that I'm saying, I believe in as a, as a Liberal Democrat, are seeming to chime with the people who I talk to. Which are well, um, I mean, for starters. We are suggesting that ambulance waiting times uh, really need addressing now. I mean, I, I said to you earlier, John, that, that, that our ambulance waiting times are the longest in the country.
3: Yeah, give us another one. Um, oh no, because we're pushed for time. Uh, ambulance waiting times, go yeah, on.
10: Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're uh, really concerned about sewage in our rivers and we would like to. Uh, address the 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 dumping of waste in in our rivers here with uh, uh, a a tax on water companies and on the on the you know the vast bonuses that are paid to the bosses of water companies Mm. i mean these sorts of things are our liberal democrat policy that people listen to and like you know without wanting to necessarily protest anything
3: Mm. okay very good thank you well we've we've ended today haven't we on the at a very particular end of the social spectrum. I mean, these people are very affluent, aren't they, the people who <laughs> live here? Let's be honest. Yeah. You know. And the next stop is Wakefield, which I'm sure has its wealthy people as well, but I don't think it's got anywhere quite as opulent as this. So we're sort of, we're covering, sort of demographically and economically, mm. we're going to a lot of different places. But I'm, I was really struck here in this extremely wealthy part of the world, by the fact that, A, there are less Tories around than you'd imagine, which I think that probably is all about a longer-term cultural shift. I'm not sure we live in a world or a country anymore, but just because you're really, really wealthy, that makes you a Conservative. It doesn't feel like that. That might be moving. But also, there are long-standing Conservative voters we've met here who just have had enough and want to vote Liberal Democrat. So they're that, they're that side of the ledger and the other side of the people we met earlier who want to give Boris... Johnson, the benefit of the doubt, and say everyone's broken the rules and let's move on, etc. etc. It's sort of a verdict, as much as anything, isn't it, on the last sort of six months of political history?
5: Yeah. I mean, it's a bit
3: like watching the messiest routine you've ever seen in Strictly, and suddenly you've got to hold up (laughs) your cards. And some people are saying two, and other people are saying seven.
5: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never been somewhere where it's been so wealthy and so non-conservative.
1: Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier.
5: sunshine
3: in Wakefield. When I had breakfast in the freshly built Starbucks, I could have been in LA. (laughs) Part two of our road trip is to Wakefield, where everyone is expecting that Labour can take back the seat which it lost in 2019 to Um, the Tories. Ah, yes, this is starting to look familiar. This is Labour HQ. Thought we might collar an activist or two. Before we travelled to Wakefield, we asked Labour if we could canvass with their candidates, Simon Lightfoot, but they said they couldn't fit us in. So after our surprise visit to their HQ, right, that's really we settled for a Thank few minutes. Thank you very here. much Thanks. indeed. Right, See, now we have an understanding of the substance of the campaign. Bring back our bus routes, more police to tackle antisocial behaviour, fight to save King Street Walking Health Centre, deliver investment and well paid jobs for Wakefield. Scrap the unfair Tory National Insurance rise. Tackling crime and antisocial behaviour, and his plan for Wakefield. I've just said it, really. That's it.
5: Now that we know what's on their leaflet, we're going to find people. I to hope you ask can remember about. where we
3: parked, because I
11: can't. I can. <laughs> that's Focus, a good
5: John. point.
3: <laughs> uh, so we're in Wakefield for a bit. That's all. Can I ask you a yeah. couple of questions? Yeah, do you sure. live here? Yeah. Yeah, I live in Nosset. Um Do you know about the by-election on Thursday? Yeah. Are you going to vote? Yeah. Go on. I don't know who. Um, so I voted Conservatives yeah. last time, and I voted Conservative the time before that. Yeah. But I guess a lot of it's surrounding Brexit. So, yeah. like, Wakefield, majority voted to leave. Yeah. And then the candidate that we had in Wakefield at the time, Mary Cree. Yeah, um, was the previous Labour MP. Yeah, entity. she was pushing for a people's vote, which is kind of not really representative of the area that you're in. Right. And I saw Simon Lightfoot, he also was part of that. So that kind of turned me off. him. Mean, like, if you... Standing for an area and there's been a major kind of referendum, like you first and foremost should be representing the wishes of the people that you're representing more so than your own personal. Well, the Labour Party says it's not going to reverse Brexit. No, I, understand I understand that but now. I understand that now. But would you vote Labour this time? I probably won't be voting Labour. So what you <laughs> vote Conservative going. again? I don't know. Did you Did you follow the Conservative MP who was convicted for a sex yeah, offence? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, does that make you? feel any different about the
8: because not, not about the
3: party no because it's just that individual guy's own problem that you know what are you doing out here on a Monday morning
0: we're going for a baby scan actually right. so yeah your first one? <laughs> uh, it'll be my going for a 3D scan so I've only got 10 weeks left so wow. yeah. excuse
3: me sorry to disturb you um, we're journalists we travel around talking to people
2: What? what's, what's it about we ask you two
3: very quick questions how's Wakefield doing
2: crap is it? Yeah. Tell me why. As you're coming into Wakefield, it just looks... If if anybody doesn't live here and they're coming through, it it just looks rubbish, doesn't it? It it's, looks really nice on a sunny no, day. Everything's just closing down. Everything's oh. closing down. It, it's... No, it's not nice.
3: Um, there's a by-election here on Thursday.
2: Are going to ask, am I voting? Well,
3: are you, I don't know how you feel about it.
2: Normally I'd say, no, I, I'm not going to bother, but, yeah, I'll... I'll vote this this time because I want Labour to gain seat back, basically. What? Tell me why. Because I don't think since Conservatives took the seat, I don't think they've cared. I just and so and it's been Labour for lots of years before then, so we'll have Labour back. I think they'll care more, and I'll tell you who I'm voting for. I'm voting for the Colin Simon.
3: Yes. That's yes. A
2: Labour candidate. Yeah. That's it. Well, I'm voting for him. Uh, because I've read his policies, I mean, I, I can only give him a go, but I've read his policies, I agree with them, and I'll, I'll go for him and give him and a what, chance.
3: One of the policies you like, as an example?
2: Loads. Um he, he said he put more jobs into Wakefield, he said he's going to do bus uh, bus services and he's put trying them to keep back. to
0: the King Street Medical Centre. Yes.
3: Are you going to vote for him as well? Yeah. And last time in 2019...
2: Who did I vote for?
3: Did you not vote at all? I didn't vote. And for you... You sat on your hands and didn't vote for anybody. I didn't vote for anybody, because this but
2: this time I will vote, uh, vote Labour, yes. Wow,
3: OK. Right. That's really useful. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank lovely you. to meet you oh, your first you. Excuse me, I'm really sorry to interrupt. Can I ask you two really quick questions? Yes. Yeah. Are you voting in the by-election on Thursday? And have you voted? Yes.
7: It's well, it? Yeah, so, no no right, let me ask you no, a question No he we vote conservative. You vote conservative, yeah. Yes. I, I know he's a fool. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the man's an uneducated idiot. But I mean he's got us out of Brexit. He's a very clever man. You know, I couldn't have got us out of Brexit and I fancy myself against most things. is he trying to get us
3: back in? He's reopening it all with Northern Ireland and what have you. I'm not sure it's done yet. I
7: think he's just not bothered about breaking any rules to get us in the right place. I'm a rugby player and I broke a few rules to get us in the right place and he's doing the same. I mean, yeah, he shouldn't have done what he's done and he should have walked in them parties and said, stop now, the lot of you, go home. That's what he should have said to him, but he didn't. Now, OK, that's, I, I, I don't like that, and I don't like him lying. He lies, but he lies to get us in a better position. So he can have my vote. Right, brilliant. Right. Thank, you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so time. Thank you. The
3: more people we talk to, the more we begin to get a sense of the basic tension at the heart of this particular by-election. Labour will probably win the seat back, but there's surprisingly little enthusiasm for Keir Starmer and his party. If you want to know why the opinion polls are closer than events party gate chiefly, but also the cost of living crisis and all that might suggest, people like that are a big part of the reason why, you know. Voters who are more than prepared to give Boris Johnson the benefit of the doubt. And think that, alright, he broke the rules and so on, but is that really that bad? And then also, they think he's got a record to stand on, right? You start to think, well, maybe, you know, if those people carry on thinking like that, he he may may very well still be the Conservative leader at the next election. Might win, still.
0: Yeah.
5: I can't quite believe we're here, and I was really expecting more staunch Labour.
3: Yeah, but Wakefield switched from. Labour Tory in 2019, so you know what I mean. It was a process of long decline, very often, in places like this, that then then sort of climaxed with that switch from Labour to Tory, and that's where you are. And I think, I think people, a lot of people, their feelings about the Conservatives and Boris Johnson are sort of unchanged. Yeah,
5: but those people, I I feel like they should be swing voters that are then going to say, yeah, well, Labour, going to go back to Labour now. But it's not that. It's, well, that's, the
3: other, that's the other half of the picture, is that? It?
5: But It's a strong half here. I was not expecting... Yeah, it's but like Tiberton.
3: Uh, yes, but also, what would push those people away from the Tory party? Well, you'd have to have a very energised, clear, convincing Labour message and Labour leadership, to be honest, and we haven't got those things.
5: No, and you get the sense that the Conservative message really gets through. They're all saying the same thing. He's got this done.
3: So we're in the Lupset area of Wakefield. Um, this is a 20th century council housing. Lots of it. And the one of the real sort of hearts or hubs or whatever the word is, the real centres of the community, is the St George's Community Centre, where loads of stuff goes on. You know, bringing the people here together but also really helping out people who have various needs, all of which is no surprise to say are sort of made all the more urgent and there's more need around because of the state everything's in, right? This is when all those abstract clichés about the cost of living crisis and all that they become very real I would imagine here. So we're going to go and see Bernie who I think is in charge, right? The chief executive of the St George's community. Centre. Was it
5: this way? Where's the main entrance?
0: Hi. Are you Bernie? I'm Matt. I'm John. This is John. Nice, nice to meet you. Me. Well, shall I show you around the side? Yeah, yeah. so yeah.
3: Take us to the food pantry. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> wow, okay. Up to quite recently you ran a food bank. Yeah. And this is now a pantry, right?
12: Yeah. One of the biggest things that um is so important is dignity for people. And there's nothing worse than being given, in my opinion, here's a bag of food, this is what you can eat. Yeah? Because you've you've fallen on hard times or whatever. Whereas being able to come to a food pantry, you get a bit of dignity. You get to choose what you're going to eat rather than somebody giving you a bag of food. Um, So that's what's changed.
3: Tell me about the levels of need now.
12: Well, prior to the pandemic, the food bank operated one day a week. It's now three days a week. Since January, I've got some stats here for you. Since January, we have provided uh, 439 food parcels. You know, and that's, that's a lot of of need, really. And there's a lot of missing need as well. What do you call it? What's missing need? Well, because people won't come because they're so proud. They don't want to come. You talked about
5: the idea of the pantry because yeah. of dignity, yeah. which, of course, you can understand. But
12: where did that come from? Well, people don't want to come. They don't want to admit that they need some help. But you wouldn't, would you? You know, mm-hmm. I've I've not got any money to buy my food what am I going to do I don't want to go it's embarrassing isn't it I'm down on my luck I've lost my job or I've had to pay a big bill for something else you know yeah so you do hear that, but you wouldn't would you you know the
3: point is as well it's not just food no so you you do a lot of work on period poverty here we do
12: yeah yeah we have uh, which
3: again is something you think what's happened here
12: but it's not something that's never been spoken about, and that's right. been around for years. Right. You know, girls don't go to school because they're on their period, you know. So education's impacted, health can be impacted and such like. I mean, we have a walk-in wardrobe, which I can show you, which is where most of the um, sanitary wear and, and things go, for, particularly aimed at young people. So, so, so have I'll
3: have
12: to get another key. <laughs> oh, thank you. Somebody who's the, and then be on the radio and talk about
0: the food, uh, the walk-in
3: wardrobe. Bernie takes us down the corridor to the walk-in wardrobe to meet Leslie, who lives on the nearby estate, and set up this part of the project because of the sheer number of people knocking on her door for help. And this is it? This is the walk-in wardrobe? I mean,
11: yeah, it just needs organising.
3: So if anybody needs help with a kid's clothes or clothes for them, on the same basis what the pantry works, you can come in... And within reason, you can can take stuff you need. It can be a
11: private message over Facebook, it can be referred through the centre.
3: Well, So there's racks and racks of what looks like school clothes here.
11: To one side, it's all uniforms, and then boxes of whatever we've collected that people may need, and then two rails of courts, two big bookshelves of everyday shoes and school shoes.
3: And then over here, these are all brand names we all know, right? Lilettes and Always and so on, Sampax and so on. So that that's all about what some people call period poverty.
11: Yeah, there's a lot of period poverty with, obviously, girls, roughly 8 to 28, that don't want to ask for it, but know they can come to our sessions or even not come to the sessions and just say, Leslie, I need help. So then we just have a little wonder down here.
3: Are you going to vote on Thursday?
11: Yeah. Are you going to vote for? Not a clue yet.
3: Really? <laughs> what would you vote, Conservative?
11: I don't know the difference between them
3: all. You have got so much going on. Yeah. That what Boris Johnson and Keir Starmer are getting up to is something that's not really on your radar They've most got of to the
11: practice, time. Practice what the preach. Let's, no, let's, let's not have an argument about that.
3: Okay. <laughs> but I t- I'll be honest with you. Maybe it's a bit surprising that you, that you haven't ruled, I would say, that you haven't ruled out voting Conservative because they've been in government for 12 years and all the social problems you're picking up and trying to help with, a large part of them were caused by them. It was them who, who ensured that there was a benefits freeze for three years or that the, the we, bedroom tax... Can we believe
11: anything, any of the governments, no matter what party they are, mm. can we believe any of them, what they say? So,
3: Great. Uh, thank uh, you process. so much. No worries. Can okay. you slam He's the door? Yes, somewhere? Do <laughs> thank you. My chat with Leslie really brought home to me that even people who are faced with raw poverty every day are sometimes almost indifferent to the very politicians who are making the decisions that cause those problems. Something I wanted to speak to Bernie about afterwards. There's a social emergency here, isn't there? Yep. Let's be honest, right? And a large part of that social emergency has been caused by the decisions taken by people in power. It's not like it happened by accident. And then along comes as a matter of sort of happenstance, really. Along comes this by-election, which people like me are encouraged to think is really important and, you know, we get very excited and worked up about, and so do some people here. But I've spoken to a lot of people today who have direct experience of of that social emergency or feel very strongly about it or are aware, very aware that it's happening, and yet they don't see Thursday as being anything necessarily connected with that.
12: You, you, you're right. I mean, there's, there's been a, a 12 years of, of uh, Tory government, which I don't think has helped in any way, shape, or form. But I think there is an apathy towards voting and politics in general. I think what's caused it is a disconnect between both parties. They're not connected at the local community level.
3: Do you think one sign of that was Wakefield doing what up to that point had almost seemed unthinkable and returning a Conservative MP?
12: I think that was more linked to Brexit and leaving Europe. I think it'll definitely go back Labour this time, but I don't think it'll be a, a huge margin.
3: Are you going to vote Labour?
12: Um, most likely, yes.
5: You know, Do you think that it will be very tight for Labour in this election?
12: I, I, I do think it will be very tight. I mean, there's 15 candidates on the, the ballot paper... Some may say that's choice, but I do think that there will probably be quite a lot of protest votes.
3: So in other words, the idea that Labour's gonna romp it, you don't buy.
12: I'm not convinced that they will. I think they will get in, but I don't think it will be do you know what I I think think a foregone big, conclusion.
3: I think there's a massive sort of one of the Certainly on the non-Tory bit of politics, there's a huge question which hasn't been answered. And it's partly a historical question and a place like this really brings it into sharp focus was the way that the Labour Party connected with working-class people traditionally was via trade unions mm. and things like coal mines and steelworks. Mm. Now, if the coal mines and steelworks disappear and they take the trade unions with them, you've then got a gap mm-hmm. between the Labour Party and the people. Mm-hmm. Now, what could fill that gap and connect progressive politics with with people on the ground? The answer is probably organisations like yeah, this. Absolutely. But we, we don't know how to make that happen. And more to the point... Not all, but some Labour Party politicians don't seem to understand that.
12: Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think you're absolutely right. This, this is where the people are, yeah. you know. So it's, it's fab. It's great. We love it. We love it here. Well, Kit Starmer's
3: been in Wakefield a lot lately. Has he paid you a visit? No. Well, there you go.
12: <laughs> Case closed,
3: as he would say. Brilliant. Whatever happens at these two by-elections will be seen as significant. Right, this is quite complicated, but if I work this through, I think this is right. If the Conservative Party lose both Wakefield and Tiverton and Honiton, I think that compounds Boris Johnson's difficulties. He's in, a, he's in a very bad place. You know, he's still stuck in no confidence land. Right, so that, that's that one. If, and I think they probably will lose Wakefield, but if they hang on in Tiverton and Honiton, and I think that'll be talked about as Johnson. Being the great escape artist once again, if by some miracle they hang on in Wakefield, even more so. And so, every, everyone, political journalists I'm talking about, and politicians are very excited about these two by elections because they will mark a moment. There seems something quite striking to me about the fact that the one set of people who don't seem very worked up about these by elections are the people who are actually going to be voting in them or not <laughs> voting in them. Politics is still stuck, it's not meeting the moment. I'll tell you who is meeting the moment, though, and that's what really gives me cause to feel hopeful and optimistic and get out of bed in the morning is people like Bernie and the amazing people we met at that community centre, community organisation. Because what they're doing is profoundly political and it seems much more impressive and real and relevant to the moment than most of what I hear from Westminster.
5: But they still didn't know if they were strongly voting Labour. Leslie didn't know. And even Bernie wasn't sure. That's
3: exactly what the Labour Party, or the political left, the wider political left, is going to have to sort out. Because believe you me, if you're not the natural option for people doing amazing work in their communities like those women, then you're not in the right place. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure you subscribe to Politics Weekly UK wherever you get your podcasts, and even better, leave us a review, preferably a nice one. If you want to donate to the community project you heard about when we spoke to Bernie and Leslie in Wakefield, you can find the link on this podcast page. This episode was produced by Natalie Katena, the music was by Axel Cacoutier, and the executive producers are Maz Ebtarhaj and Nicole Jackson. We'll be back next Thursday. This
0: is The Guardian.